7. Paradise App in Theory and Practice Welcome. Only the Torah is revealed, all else is made up. The world is broken because of the one and only reason that it's made up. Just like there's only one God over a pantheon of gods, likewise there's only one universal principle of knowledge S slash over religion D, philosophy R, and science P. The alternative to the broken world of dualism is a civilization integrated by, by paradisism. The proof provided is of illustrative examples taken from the triad fields of knowledge PRD above mentioned. Caveat. Given the richness of its content, this is a text podcast or ex-podcast and not your regular talk podcast. That said, some people may, may find the Kabbalistic, theological, philosophical, and scientific content unsettling to their beliefs, values, and interests. Listener discretion, study and group, as well as reading the text while listening to the X podcast is highly recommended. However much each episode is self-standing, yet they do build on each other to provide the main frame for a creative civilization moving forward. Dedication to chatting with God for cre world creativity. Quotations. Aaron Ben Jacob HaKohen. Orchot Ha'ayim, The Pass of Life. Quote, It is a mitzvah commandment to innovate on the Torah. Deuteronomy 6, 7-8. Quote, Take these sayings to your heart and speak about them on the way. Deuteronomy 10, 17. Quote, For Yotchev your God, who doesn't show favor and does not accept bribes. Anonymous. There's nothing to it but to do it. <clears throat> Summary of the episodes. Episodes 1 to 5 are foundational. Nobody buys the intangibles. No one, no one buys a house because it has great foundations. Rather, what's above ground is what sells, and only after <clears throat> marketing puts it out there. But when you do decide to buy a house, you sure want it to have good foundations. X-Podcast number 6 stars the edification of the social construct, and number 10 is its finale. Episode number 1. Lie and Truth, Big Lie and Big Truth 1. Part 1. The opening episode uh, is about why the world is broken and what to do about it. Why is the world broken? The lie is that the world is broken because it's a broken world. The truth is that the world is broken because we break it. That is, we keep breaking it, trying to fix things, because we really don't know how we know that we know what we know. Episode number two. Enlightened democracy is dead. Long live paradise postmodernity. The peopleist state consists in going from a three to a five power state. That is, on the one hand, the government would consist of the legislative first power for laws and the executive second power for order, and on the other hand, the people, consisting of the judicial third power for justice, the news media fourth power as overseer of information, and the university fifth power for administration of the budget. Additionally, transition from one person, one vote, to one person triad votes, and children entitled to vote by way of their parents or legal guardians. Episode 3. Bigger Lie and Bigger Truth, Part 2. The bigger lie is that the takeaway of the Bible is the golden rule. The bigger truth is that the one commandment in the Torah is the universal principle of knowledge as found in Genesis 1-1-A Aleph. This one commandment encompasses all the 613 commandments of the sages, including the Ten Commandments given to Moses at Sinai. Episode number four. <clears throat> the Age of Empowerment of Postmodernity by Paradise Chat with God. Life is all about chatting with God. All we have to do to get the blessing of creative self-therapy of empowerment is to chat with God. The sweet spot for chatting with God is at Deuteronomy 6.8, with ultimate point origin in Genesis 1.1a Aleph. Episode 5. Biggest Lie and Biggest True, Part 3. The biggest lie is escapism of messianism and mysticism and of defeatism of crisis as usual. The universal principle of knowledge is the biggest truth. Genesis 1-1-A Aleph empowers us to integrate civilization and help save creation. Episode 6. 
Civilization on Israel 1 Greece 2nd. The case is made for a creative civilization based on primeval Israel, then derivatively on classical Greece. But for Israel to constitute civilization requires having Genesis 1 1 Aleph as the cornerstone of the Torah. Now with the lie, big lie, bigger lie, and the biggest lie exposed, debunked, and out of the way, Israel can finally play its anointed role in history. Episode 7. Ample examples from science, philosophy, and religion are provided as evidence of the existence of the underlying universal principle of knowledge at work in the Torah Bible. Executive Summary. Episode 7 projects the foundations of the social edifice for the third millennium. Today's age of enlightened reason based on Greece is a dead star. The new age of paradise empowerment would be based on primeval Israel and only derivatively on dualistic Greece. Civilization based on Israel, then Greece. The cornerstone of the Torah is Genesis 1-1-A Aleph. The Torah is the constitution of civilization and the blueprints of creation. Now, with the lie, big lie, bigger lie, and biggest lie exposed, debunked, and out of the way, Israel can finally move forward unimpeded. Numerous examples are provided from science, religion, and the humanities to make the case of founding civilization on primeval Israel. The age of enlightened reason and modernity is broken because it is based on ancient Greece, which lacks foundations. The contemporary state of chaos of, of crisis as usual is courtesy of, on the one hand, of dualism of Greece and, on the other hand, of messianism and mysticism of Israel. The age of paradise empowerment of postmodernity for a creative civilization would be based on an Israel with point origin at Genesis 1-1-A Aleph. Homework no prior knowledge is assumed in order to understand the basic content other than familiarity and interest with the quest of chatting with God for the creative blessing of empowerment. All concepts and vocabulary required will be provided in due course. In order to highlight its importance, we're starting smack in the middle and not at the beginning. However, since this is in detriment to systemic exposition, we will have to leave the theory for homework to the listener. The books are the source in the X podcasts its divulgation. But you can just as well breeze ahead enjoying listening to the episodes. The cautionary recommendation is to consult my self-published books at Amazon to get a good handle on the empowering approach of paradise. These books are quote Pardesism Human Science 101, published 2018, quote Paradise, The Age of Unveilment of Genesis 1-1-A Aleph in 2019, quote, The Principle of World Caring in 2020, and lastly, Saving Creation in 2021. To facilitate understanding, there are 70 or so videos on YouTube on topics taken from the books. Additionally, there are the other ex-podcasts in this series at my website, paradiseism.org. Background. The problem with the Age of Enlightened Reason is that there is a disconnect between Greece and Israel. Greece is kept as the kingdom of the secular, with Israel as the kingdom of religion. Things make sense if we keep things separate, each in its own sphere. The problem is that the world is one, not two halves of dualism. By keeping things separate, we break the whole world into two worlds which don't touch. Some people have no problems, no problem, while others go autistic or simply mad. To put them together is easier said than done. This is where the practical solution of religious tolerance comes into the picture with separation of church and state. But the underlying inconsistency is latent and won't go away and eventually comes back to haunt us as the chaos and the crisis as usual we have today. Much like at the beginning, when the earth was chaos and crises, but now that we're mentioning it, let's quote Genesis 1, 2-3 to have it close up for scrutiny and make our point. Genesis 1, 2-3, verse 1-2, and the earth was crises and chaos. 
And the earth was crisis and chaos with darkness over the face of the deep and a wind from God sweeping over the waters. Comment. This fills out that earth P, deep R, wind D, acting separately, three parts not making a triad to provide a whole. The result of this separateness is the reign of chaos and habitual crises. Darkness over the face of the deep means that things get in the way through our eyes blocking our inner vision. Verse 1-3 Vayomer Elohim And said God Vayomer And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. <clears throat> Common. By the look of things, back then the fix lasted for another few hundred years. But now the cracks are beginning to show and threatening the whole social edifice. To illustrate what we're talking about, We could use the original Genesis 1-1-A-Aleph, but let's leave it as is and take up instead Genesis 1-2-3. Recall our claim that paradise is the universal principle of knowledge such that these verses should work just as well. This being the case, once properly identifying the respective parts, we would have as follows, inverting the order of appearance for convenience. Verse 1 to 3, I mean 1 3, Vayomer Elohim and said God, quote, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Comment The earth was crises and chaos, P, with darkness over the face of the deep R, and a wind from God sweeping over the water D. <clears throat> the transition we need to make between Israel and Greece is facilitated by properly identifying the consonants and tagging the parts of the verses. Our hypothesis takes the shape of the acronym PARADISE, standing for HOLIS slash TRIAD PRD. Now we provide the following characterization of the Aleph slash Brashid A in beginning of, as is the norm. Passing from principle to application, this unfolds as PARADISE from primeval Kabbalah. Normally, this is expressed as SALT SECRET S slash DERAJ DISCOVER D, REMES REMIT R, PESHAT PLAIN P. Pre-Socratics as Stepping Stone <clears throat> The stepping stone between Israel and Greece is Ionia, a Greek colony in the 6th century before the Common Era in ancient Persia, what is today the coast of Turkey on the Aegean Sea. That is, the Pre-Socratics of Ionia of the 6th century before the Common Era occurred between the Moses of Israel of the 11th century before the Common Era and the School of Athens of Greece of the 4th century before the Common Era, BCE. Historians of this period naturally ask themselves the question, where did these pre-Socratic thinkers get their fire from? The consensus is that it was not from Hesiod's mythology of Theogony and works and days, nor from Homer's epic poems of the Odyssey and the Iliad. The belief was that these early Greek thinkers got their cue from voyages to the east, which they took during their youth. The east then was the fertile crescent covering Mesopotamia, Israel, and Egypt. This means that the source of Greek antiquity gets its spark from the Middle Eastern archaic and not from the Greek archaic proper. This is quite a discovery and puts the conventional understanding of civilization on its head. I developed this hypothesis quite accidentally while doing my research on the pre-Socratic thinkers. It was originally meant as a master's thesis in philosophy, but it was rejected on administrative grounds. So, I self-published it instead as Triads, the pre-Socratic origins of dialogical science at Amazon in 2012. Without the academic constraints of rigor, I focused my interest on Pythagoras. But I must add that this only came about due to my background on Freemasonry, which stressed the role of Pythagoras as initiate in the mysteries of the Eleusis. Pythagoras himself didn't leave any writings behind, but two of his disciples did, and from them I adopted the notion of the triad. That said, our claim is that each of the pre-Socratic three philosophical schools and one secret sect developed in turn an aspect of the whole S slash triad PRD. That is, the Pythagorean religious sect 
developed the salt cigarettes slash in their, quote, tetractis. The Iliatic school of Parmenides of Elea developed that the rice discovered the, of, quote, being is and not being is not. The Pythagorean school of Pythagoras of Samos developed the remes remit or of the, quote, triads. And finally, the Milesian school of Thales of Miletus developed the Peshat plane P of the, quote, physicists. I will mention three Pythagorean thinkers to serve as the missing link between archaic Israel and Greek antiquity. I will include the acronym tags nested in their sayings. Ion of Chios, DK36B1. Quote, the beginning of my work is, everything is three and nothing more or less than three. The virtue is slash of each thing is a triad, PRD. Intelligence R, strength P, and luck D. The virtue of each thing slash uh, S slash as concept means that is made up of the parts on the one end of the spectrum, strength P, the outside physical, and on the other end of the spectrum, luck D, the inside spiritual. And bouncing back and forth between these untouchables was intelligence or the rim mental. Another pre-Socratic thinker was Philolaus of Croton, of Croton, DK 44B1, 44 quote, The nature in the cosmos was fitted together from unlimited S slash and limiters PRD, both the cosmos as a whole S and everything PRD in it. Finally, the Pythagorean oath, quote, Bless us, divine number, thou who generatest gods and men. O holy, holy Tetractis S slash, thou that contains the root and source of the eternally flowing creation PRD. This, quote, Tetractis of the early Greek thinkers is the equivalent to the four-letter secret name of God, yod the Tetragrammaton of Israel. They're mentioned here because they purportedly formed the missing link between, on the one hand, yod creator, the Tetragrammaton of Moses of Paradise, Holy slash PRD, and on the other hand, the School of Athens as above cited. As previously mentioned, the pre-Socratics received little to no credit. This being the case, let's then jump to the next stage in the chain of command. These three formed the link between the revelation in Israel unto theocracy and the flowering in Greece unto humanism. School of Athens. Athens. Regarding the School of Athens, the correspondences are the priesthood of the Eleusis who developed the secret, <clears throat> the salt secret S in their uh, slash in their Greek pantheon. Plato developed the Raj discovered D of idealism. Socrates developed the remit remit R of dialogue as, quote, I only know that I know nothing. Aristotle developed the Peshat plane P of realism. The problem is that Plato confessed, quote, not knowing if we're coming or going from first principles. While Aristotle proposed a myriad of principles and Socrates only knew that he knew nothing. Now, seeing Greek thought on its own, we get as follows. Greek philosophy is slash boils down to the themes of truth, the beauty, P, and the good R. From the one universal principle of Moses of the whole S slash made of triad parts, it went downhill to the first principles of the Greeks. Each of the parts is a principle in turn and reigns over the rest in a separate and indeterminate manner. With time, this crystallized into the unifying principle of the church is slash as kept separate from the powers of the state PRD. Greek Antiquity, Enlightenment, and Modernity Fast forward from Greek Antiquity 4th century BCE to European Enlightenment of the modern era, 18th century common era. This giant leap is justified in that there is a, pass, a passing of culture as in a relay race from Greece to Rome through the Dark Ages, the Renaissance, and to the Enlightenment period. Ultimately, our thesis is that the European Enlightenment is heir to Greek antiquity, which in turn is heir of Israeli archaic of the Mosaic tradition. To understand contemporary times as heir of the Age of Enlightenment, we need to map the model to these two ages. <clears throat> that said, 
we need to characterize the school of thought of the Enlightenment and modernity and link them to our master players of the components of the primeval common sense model in its paradise app presentation. <clears throat> Namely, just like we did with the pre-Socratics, the school of Athens and, the Mos and with the Mosaic tradition, link them to sought secret S slash the Raj discovered the Remus Remit R Peshat plane P. Let's now map the guiding thread connecting the Enlightenment thinkers with the left, center, and right as guide names for liberalism, independentism, and conservatism all under church S slash state PRD separation. Given its proximity to our times, we'll be more deliberative. <clears throat> all the Enlightenment thinkers believed in church slash state separation with the church under the state. Such that church is slash but under state PRD. In practice, this solution makes perfect sense, but in theory, it puts things standing on their head. That said, let's then start the narrative. Firstly comes to mind the English Thomas Hobbes, who wrote Leviathan, a defense of absolutism. According to him, humanity first lived in a state of nature, much like living in the wild, But with time, the population moved from this state to one which protects life, the property, P, and liberty, R. They drafted a social contract, S, slash, amongst themselves and surrendered their freedom to a king in exchange for security of their three prized possessions. Within our model, we identify Hobbes with sought secret, S, slash, due to his absolutism or oneness. Next comes to mind the English John Locke who wrote, quote, two treatises on government. He shared certain beliefs with Hobbes, such as the need of a social contract. However, he argued that man had natural rights of liberty D, I mean life D, liberty R, and property P in the original state of nature S slash, and that these rights are inalienable in the social contract. Also, that the contract wasn't amongst the peoples, but rather between the people and the ruler. Within our model, we identify Locke with the Raj discovered theme of limited ruler reached by consensus under the social contract. Next comes to mind the French Charles Montesquieu, who wrote, quote, The Spirit of the Laws. He argued that it was when people united that war arose, which in turn leads to human laws and government for the purpose of maintaining law and order D, as well as freedom R and property P of the people. He advocated for the three powers of the state, as well as checks and balances of power. More to the point, he proposed the legislative D, executive P, and judicial R powers of the state. He somehow equated the king with the executive power, the nobility with the legislative power, and the pope with the judiciary power. The people didn't count, obviously. Within our model, we identify Montesquieu with Remis Remit R of a state under a constitution of laws. Lastly, comes to mind the Swiss Jean-Jacques Rousseau, who wrote an essay entitled The Social Contract. He argued for a state of nature as free R, equal, peaceful, and happy D. Then, private property P came into the picture and things went downhill. He argued that the people are sovereign, S slash, and favored a representative form of government, something like a republic or a democracy. Within our model, we identify Rousseau with Peshat Plain, P, of the people as sovereign. Within the American part of the Enlightenment intellectual movement, there are seven personalities who, one way or another, share in varying degrees the sought secret, S slash, the Raj discover, Remis Remit, R, Peshat Plain, P. These are George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, and John Jay. They all participated in the drafting of the Declaration of Independence and of the Constitution of the United States of America of 1789. Saying more is beyond my competence. Suffice to mention it and move on. So much for European and American Enlightenment. Now onwards to modernity in general. In broad strokes within our model, we would identify the church with sought secret S slash in its absolutism, 
there is church S slash state PRD separation, just as in paradise standing for whole S slash triad PRD. The right, or conservatism, we would identify with the largest cover D. The center, or independent, we would identify with Remus Remit R for its back and forth. The left, or liberal, we would identify with Peshat Plain P for its populism. <clears throat> Applications to science and humanities. The following is what I try to teach to my juvies during my years at Austin Independent School District. With no help from the AP, thank you. Overall, I use the empowerment approach of creative S slash holistic D, systemic R, and heuristic P. The idea is that once the university plays the role as fifth power of the state, which is itself an application of paradise to politics, it will be in a position to do research all across the board and on a deeper scale level. This would trigger this would trigger blast off for science, humanities, and deism in unison. Though what follows merely signals in the right direction, nothing more. Of course, the Paradise app is just a guiding thread. The researcher, the researcher still needs to know his trade. This episode does not pretend to be a compendium of universal knowledge. This is just a sample, yet illustrative of the bigger picture. It is based for the most part on the subjects I taught at public school. The idea is that by comparing and contrasting the different applications of paradise to the different fields of study will help us better understand how to make the most out of it in each and every field of knowledge. The main frame for science in what follows is science S slash biology D, chemistry R, physics P. Physics, Newton's laws of motion, first, second, and third laws of universal gravitation. Force equals mass times acceleration. F equals ma. By convention in science, the unknown or independent variable goes on the left side of the equation and the known or dependent variables go on the right side. The above equation is succinctly expressed on the left side as force F uh, sl uh, S slash and on the right side PRD as mass M space X time T. This right side of the equation of mass acceleration in dimensions comes across as mass space divided by time squared. Having acceleration as velocity, as space divided by time, and divided in turn by time. It happens to be that force we identify with the whole S. It is the result of measurement, not measurable itself as such, rather providing the conditions of possibility for measurement. Using the Paradise app model, we have force S equal uh, equal slash mass p space r time d. Physics somehow is reminiscent of Genesis 1, 2, a to d regarding the earth. Let's quote the respective verse for clarity. Genesis 1, 2. Vejaaretz haita, and the earth was. Vejaaretz haita tohu, tohu babohu, and the earth was zero and infinity. Comment. I fill in infinitely small and infinitely large for unformed and void. This is reminiscent in math of dividing by zero, the left side, or multiplying by the non-number of infinity, the right side. Big Bang vis-a-vis -vis eternal universe. But everything must derive from Aleph uh, slash Bershit A in beginning of. Otherwise, it wouldn't be the beginning, meaning that something other is previously the beginning. From Pardes, Kabbalah, the world is broken because of Tzintzum, contraction, the flash of infinite light shattering the vessels, and that our job is collecting the shards, Tikkun Olam. But Tzintzum isn't mentioned in the Torah, so it must be outside, either before or after. And if it explains the Torah happening, it must come afterwards. But this negates the very idea of Aleph, slash Breshit A in beginning of, of creation. Any use of external sources to account for creation negates creation in the Torah to begin with. Verdict on Tzitzum contraction it is that it is made up. <clears throat> this takes us to the classical question of the creation of the universe or whether it has always existed. The school of Athens addressed it promptly. The question is, if there is creation, then there must be a creator. 
Contrarywise, if there is no creation, because the universe has always been out there, then there is no creator. The argument is basically that simple. <clears throat> Let's take it from the top and work our way downwards. Socrates founded the school. He didn't leave any writings behind, and we know of him from Aristophanes' comedy, The Clouds. Herein, he is presented in caricature with sophistic inclinations and sort of atheists. Later, on a more serious note, he appears in numerous Socratic dialogues of Plato. For our limited purpose in the dialogue Apology, he explains that, quote, he only knows that he knows nothing, or worse to that effect. So, this makes him of little help in our inquiry. Next in line comes his self-appointed disciple, Plato, the founder of the Academy. He claims in his dialogue Timaeus that the universe was created, but explains it by way of a demiurge, a man-made figure or god. His explanation is made up. This means that the universe was created, yes, created, and not always there, but created in our own creative imagination. That there is a creator, but created by us, creatively made up by us. So, this doesn't help much either. Even though it's philosophy, not literature, it amounts to the same. Reason of philosophy takes backseat to fantasy of mythology. Plato endorsed a, quote, fictional universe creation by a demiurge. This is, that is, his account of creation was a figment of human imagination. Philosophy fiction much like science fiction of today. This takes us finally to the interesting case of Aristotle, the founder of the Lyceum. In his book, Physics, Aristotle endorsed the, quote, eternal universe or permanent universe based on his argument about the impossibility of an infinite regression to a first cause. Therefore, according to his reasoning, in order to save reason from chaos, from destruction, he concluded that there was no creation. Aristotle endorsed the steady-state universe based on the impossibility of an infinite regress regression in time to a first cause. After all is said and done, the Aristotelian argument can be summarized as follows. Aristotle saved his ass, saved dualistic reason and Greece from oblivion, but threw humanity into a tailspin, that is, faced between, on the one hand, an inherent contradiction in reason, and, on the other hand, dropping creation, he simply chose to save reason and proclaim the eternity of the universe. This amounts to saying that what you cannot explain must be because it must be wrong to begin with. <clears throat> For reference, we'll include Moses of Israel, who endorsed creation of the universe by the deity. His account appears in the one creation story of the seven days in Genesis 1-1-2-3. Bear in mind that Moses had to write in code to be understood both by the society of the archaic period all the while for all ages afterwards. The, paradise, the argument of paradise herein presented is similar to Aristotle's impossibility of an infinite regression to a first cause, just that we arrive at a diametrically opposite conclusion. And all this is mostly because we start from the universal principle of knowledge as reason and not from the reason of dualism. Aristotle concludes in favor of the permanent universe in order to save reason. We conclude favoring creation and instituting a new reason. Cosmology Cosmology covers the Big Bang, inflation theory, and the cosmic background radiation. <clears throat> the above narrative of the permanent universe or forever sadly reminds me of the present state of cosmology. This connects with what we were saying in philosophy about creation or permanent universe with Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. At present in physics, we have cosmic microwave radiation, background radiation, CMB, and inflationary theory. The idea is that, regarding the, the Big Bang, we can only tell a few instances after time equals zero. This means that measured time doesn't actually start at time equals zero, but a small fraction of a second afterwards. In other words, the beginning is not the beginning as it should. But then, where did mass, p, space, r, time, d come from, if not from the point of the Big Bang s slash? Within our scheme of understanding things, the main triad PRD unfolded in turn into a triad of sub-triads 
from 3 to 9 dimensions. 1 and 9 makes 10. The problem with cosmology in its present state is that it doesn't account for 95% of the universe out there. This huge amount goes under the codename of dark matter and gray energy, euphemism for not knowing what they are. Roughly 70% of the universe is made of dark energy and dark matter makes up 25%. The subliminal message is that civilization is in no better shape than cosmology, all proportions kept. Cosmology, as part of civilization, reflects in the specific the malady of the universal. Only the university, as creative fifth power of the state and guided by paradise, could solve this riddle. This topic touches the constitution of the peopleist state. The listener, the listener is referred to podcast number two for details. This is an ongoing research. Standard Model, Gravity, and Dark Interaction The standard model of physics is the theory describing three of the four known fundamental forces in the universe and classifies all known elementary particles. Electromagnetic, weak, and strong interactions, excluding gravity. Dark matter is a hypothetical form of matter thought to account for approximately 85% of the matter in the universe. Dark matter is called dark, quote dark, because it does not appear to interact with the electromagnetic field, which means it does not absorb, reflect, or emit electromagnetic radiation and is therefore difficult to impossible to detect. In physical cosmology and astronomy, dark energy is an unknown form of energy that affects the universe on the largest scales. The first observational evidence for its existence came from measurements of supernovas, which show that the universe does not expand at a constant rate. Rather, quite puzzling, the expansion of the universe is accelerating. The strong interaction, or strong force, is a fundamental interaction that confines quarks into proton, neutron, and other hadron particles. The strong interaction also binds neutrons and protons to create atomic nuclei, where it is called the nuclear force, what keeps things together. The weak nuclear interaction or weak force is a mechanism of interaction between subatomic particles that is responsible for the radioactive decay of atoms. This is what allows things to separate. Electromagnetism is an interaction that occurs between particles with electric charge via electromagnetic fields. There are no magnetic monopoles and this force appears solely as a field as distinct from the electric force, which is the field emanating from a charged particle. The electron is negatively charged and the proton is positively charged. In physics, gravity, from the Latin gravitas, meaning weight, is, peso, is a fundamental interaction which causes mutual attraction between, between all things with mass or energy. Gravity is by far the weakest of the four fundamental interactions, approximately 1,038 times weaker than the strong interaction, 1,036 times weaker than the electromagnetic force, and 1,029 times weaker than the weak interaction. As a result, it has no significant influence at the level of subatomic particles. However, gravity is the most significant interaction with ob between objects at the macroscopic level of the whole universe, and it determines the motions the motion of planets, stars, galaxies, and even light. <clears throat> the approach of what follows is in adherence to paradise, though the results are certainly wrong. <clears throat> this is provided merely to showcase the approach to creative research. <clears throat> but additionally, bear in mind that the present state of the theory is also wrong. This is a sense that what it claims is partly right, but doesn't incorporate gravity in its explanation of the forces. But most importantly, even with general relativity of gravity attached to the mainframe of the standard model of the strong, weak, and electromagnetic interactions, it still does not account for 85% of the matter of the universe. Imagine that. With this in mind, let's proceed. The model is viable to change as we advance or evolve. Let's say that existence as what is plays the role S slash this uncurls in mass-space-time 
as the mass as the main triad PRD, <clears throat> which in turn can further uncurl as triad of subtriads. But more to the point, the main triad PRD uncurls first from the reflect R as DR, RR, PR. This remis R is the one element of the triad which plays a role of the rim in the coin analogy. For the sake of argument, let's assign that no one interactions. Since the weak, strong interaction is what keeps things tidy at a small scale, both integrating and disintegrating, let's assign it Dirac discovered D to this. Since gravity is what keeps things tidy at a large scale, let's call this Peshat plane P. This leaves electromagnetism in the role of Remus remit R, that is, creation S slash WSD EMR gravity P, GP, where WS is weak, strong, EM is electromagnetism, and G stands for gravity. But, as we said, these four forces are incomplete to account for the amount of mass out there, telling by the accelerating universe as a function of time. There must be other forces out there to account for the expansion of the universe and many other phenomena. Let's now uncurl the first secondary triad or subtriad by uncurling EMR into DR, RR, PR. One characteristic of electromagnetism EM is that it is long-range, just like gravity, but stronger, whereas the weak, strong WS are short-range with influence the size of the nucleus of an atom. <clears throat> Our main concern in this limited model is to account for the expansion of the universe. This clearly eliminates the weak, strong WS and leaves standing solely electromagnetism EM and gravity G. But gravity G will leave out of this R subtriad, but will uncurl it later on in its own subtriad P as DPRPPP. But we won't get there in this short version anyway. <clears throat> Please note that this R triad is known for its self-generation quality as in electromagnetism. In physics, electromagnetism EM is an interaction that occurs between particles with electric charge via electromagnetic fields. There are electric monopoles, but no magnetic monopoles. Light is electromagnetic radiation. <clears throat> there are electric charges and electric fields, but there are no magnetic particles, just magnetic fields. For starts, let's assume that the R triad takes, the main, takes after the main triad PRD. For the sake of nomenclature and so as to avoid unnecessary confusions, let's rename quote, dark matter and energy as night, <clears throat> as quote, night dark, and dark matter and energy. <clears throat> this allows us to use, quote, day interactions instead of light interactions, those which are detectable and so measurable, and thus distinguish this unknown force or interaction from ordinary light. Our working hypothesis would be that the, quote, night interactions form a triad. Let's call them the night weak, strong, or NWS, and the night electromagnetism, or NEM, and the night gravity, or NG. But we would have the, the now we would have the following, creation S slash WSD EMRGP, with EMR as the remit R subtriad uncurling S, NWSDR, NEMRD, and NGPD. We leave it here since it's obviously beyond the scope of this essay, not to mention my pay grade. I only got as far as the DIC, the master's equivalent in physics of the UK. This is a task for a community of thinkers, not a one-man secondary school band. For reference, today Newtonian forces have given way to other techniques and employ the principle of least action, the Lagrangian and the Hamiltonian. Also, energy being a scalar, it's easier to manage than force, which is the vector. In any case, the point is well made, and that's what counts, at least for the moment, for the time being. That is, the intention is to familiarize the listener with the creative research potential of the Paradise app. <clears throat> biology, the tree of life. As per my biology textbook, there are three main domains which are ranged as biology S uh, slash Eukarya D, Archaea R, Bacteria, Bacteria P. There are six clades or kingdoms. From Bacteria, there's Eubacteria. From Archaea, there's Archaeobacteria. And from Eukarya, there's four, namely, quote, Protista, 
fungi, plantae, and animalia. The one which stands out is the, quote, protista, called paraphyletic, and therefore is not a valid clade. Paraphyletic category means that they're fundamentally different from each other, sharing closest common ancestors with other groups rather than with each other. Some display characteristics that most closely resemble those of plants, fungi, or animals. In our case, we have the common eukaryote, eukaryote ancestor S slash in the role of the protista. The challenge is how to classify the six clades or kingdoms in a manner that sheds light on their lineage. We use the paradise application on the protista with the ellipse S slash triad PRD, which in turn goes to triad of subtriads, or better still, triad, I mean triad of triads, or better still, goes into triad of subtriads. The main triad PRD goes as subtriad or triad of subtriad as follows DDRDPD. D-R-R-R-P-R-D-P-R-P-P-P. We now made the correspondences from the textbook. Okay, so D-D-R-D-P-P is excavata, cromalveolata, cercozoa, foraminifera, and radiolaria. <clears throat> D-R-R-R-P-R is rhodophyta, plant-like, amiozoa, fungus-like, coanozoa, animal-like. D PRPPP as plants, fungi, animals. Comment. The idea is that the Paradise app model brings out the underlying principle of knowledge in this area of biology. This depiction appears at the end of the podcast in slides in both Seed of Life and Square Diagram presentations. <clears throat> chemistry DNA. The following is likewise from my Chemistry High School textbook. It's like the DNA of civilization. The DNA for nucleotides iteratively take, take up roles paradise as S slash PRD. This isn't just the DNA of civilization. It also explains the DNA. Let's, first, let's do a quick rundown of the deoxyribonucleic acid or DNA. It is a polymer composed of two polynucleotide chains that coil around each other to form a double helix each traveling in opposite directions. The polymer carries genetic instructions for the development, functioning, growth, and reproduction of all known organisms and many viruses. The two DNA strands are known as polynucleotides, and they are composed of simpler monomeric units called nucleotides. Each nucleotide is composed of one of four nitrogen-containing nucleobases, namely cystosine, C, guanine, G, adenine A, thionamine T, a sugar called deoxyribose, and a phosphate group. The nucleotides are joined to one another by, I mean, a chain by covalent bonds, known as the photodister linkage, between the sugar of one nucleotide and the phosphate of the next, resulting in an alternating sugar-phosphate backbone. The nitrogenous bases of the two separate polynucleotide strands are bound together according to base pairing rules with hydrogen bonds to make double-stranded DNA. Adenine A bonds with thiamine T and thiostine C with guanine G. An interesting, an interesting anecdote of the discovery of the nature of the DNA is when James Watson and Francis Crick took a peek at the X-rays of Rosalind Franklin. Suddenly, it all came together that it was a double helix. But this only happened because they had been researching it endlessly. Then, upon seeing a sample, the whole theory fell into place. All proportions kept, something similar happened to me when I recovered or discovered that the one whole S is made of triad parts PRD. I had been studying physics, philosophy, symbolism, theology, Hebrew, Torah for many years. Suddenly, when I came across the Aleph A and the Bereshit in the beginning of it all fell into place as the universal principle of knowledge. Not by that name, mind you, but the missing cornerstone finally surfaced. Then, uh, so, then let's now use the paradise application model on the DNA. This is an ongoing project. Common. The idea is that the paradise app model brings out the underlying principle of knowledge in this area of chemistry. Language. <clears throat> reference, reference and reference. Mary is happy. Mary is the reference for the person Mary, and Mary is the name. 
Mary S slash Mary D, Mary R, Mary P. By convention, quotes and italics are used to distinguish one Mary from the other Mary. Another way to distinguish the aforementioned Mary is simply by appending S slash PRD consonants of the Paradise app. By the way, children learn to read and write in spite of being taught in school. Equally so speaking, they learn it from mom simply using primeval common sense. And this is simply accomplished using the idea that the whole S is slash equal to the triad PRD parts. A thought is whole and invisible inside us somehow. This finds expression as language consisting of subject D, verb R, object slash, uh, uh, slash yeah, adjective P. That is, language comes across as thought D slash subject D, verb R, object adjective P. The question of whether, quote, inside us means in the mind, like in Greece, or in the heart, like in Israel, is a theme that we'll address later on in another episode of the series. For the moment, the expression is the ellipse S slash triad PRD. This main triad, in turn, at the next level, uncurls as triad of subtriads. That is, S slash stays the same, but the main triad PRD goes on to the triad of subtriads as DD, RD, PD, DR, RR, PR, DP, RP, PP. This scheme is iterative and uncurls as needed. Language is reminiscent of the creation story, needless to say. So, let's quote the relevant verse of the creation story. Genesis 1-2, E-2-H. <clears throat> verse 1-2, E-2-H. Ve-hoshech and darkness. Ve-hoshech al tehom. And darkness covered the, over the face of the deep. <clears throat> Comment. I take that language somehow occludes the deeper view of things by this darkness on the face of the deep. That is, that acting in isolation as subject D, verb R, and object adjective P, the thought fails to integrate the triad PRD. Language of the two eyes on the face without the third eye of insight occludes us from capturing the whole S of thought beyond words. Please view slide at the end of this uh, podcast. Language common sense. Alternatively, we can view the above as, creati as creativity as a thought in our mind, Greece, or in our heart, Israel. You take your pick. And calling and talking about it in a known language. Thought is a mystery. Though suddenly and somehow surreptitiously, it is voiced out quite intelligibly in language. Independently of what is said, it follows a formula to have meaning. There's a subject D, the one doing the talking, the object P, the one or thing talked about, or adjective P, if described, and there's the go-between, the verb R. What's the action, what the action is all about. Then, same as above, we move on to naming things by assigning the consonant Qs. The thought as mystery is quite naturally assigning, assigned thought secret S. The one doing the talking is almost as mysterious a live one as a person. This subject we assign the name derived discovered D. At the other end, we have the focus of interest of the subject, which is the object or, adje or adjective if, if describing it, and this thing or person takes the name of Peshat Plain. In the middle, as reflection, making it all, po it all possible, is a verb or action carrier, which we quite appropriately call Remis Remit R. Additionally, there is a fence or screen, which we call the forward slash, because like a screen somehow separates what's inside from what's outside. That is, separates the thought S from the language PRD as the forward slash. Well, all is, when all is said and done, we have again the same thing. Not surprisingly, since as universal, it better cover all in any case that we can come up with. This formula is again the series of consonants S slash PRD, read forward from the right, then returning to pick up the left one, or more naturally as S slash DRP, just reading across from right to left. In either case, we use, we use whichever is more convenient or else, both indiscriminately. Next would come adding the vowels. For reasons of identification and avoiding confusion, we had four vowels of AAIE to arrive at the acronym PARADISE. Had we chosen to skip a, a bit and use only two, we, we could have 
ended up with AE and arrived at the acronym PARDES. While the idea is the same, which are identical consonants, the vowels serve the purpose of differentiating the older medieval Kabbalah from the newer primeval Kabbalah. State. We're certainly living at present in the ages of information and knowledge, but we're in the business of applications and not in the pie-in-the-sky lucubrations. This means incarnating the age of information into the question of the role of the news media in politics. The following is what happens when you go to a conference with both sides on an issue represented and a news media moderator with audience of all leanings. For stars, they both have right and have wrong. Then they search for the middle ground. The problem is that the middle road is also have right and have wrong and quite elusive at this advanced stage of polarization, so as not to say advanced stage of decomposition of society. The age of reason is a dead star, and the state is in decay. This theme is found covered in number two podcast, Peopleist State. It addresses the age of information of the news media and the age of knowledge of the university and assigns powers to them in the constitution of the postmodern state. The only way to achieve a comprehensive state of things is having the university as fifth power and the media as fourth power of the state. Below follow a few examples to illustrate the role that creativity can play to launch the age of empowerment in an age of information and knowledge. Succinctly, empowerment is slash knowledge D and R information P. At present, within the age of enlightened reason of dualism, it makes perfect sense to oppose public against private and seemingly appear to cover the whole picture with nothing left out. But this is hardly the case. In following, we have a miscellany of illustrative examples to prove the point that paradise is the universal principle of knowledge. With the return of fascism and socialism, both red and blue persuasions are half right and half wrong, with radical right with radical right and radical left, one-fourth right and one-fourth wrong. I don't have a dog in the race. I see things from both lenses because there's a universal lens. A pressing question in contemporary times is what role does the news media play in propagating the lie and the truth in broadcasting? While not the same as mistranslating in interpretation as the secular and religious authorities of the Bible, nevertheless, they are inadvertently staging from the script of dualism, of enlightenment, of liberal rationalism, and of conservative romanticism. Coin common sense. Given the importance of the coin analogy in explaining in simple terms the paradise thesis, we will jot it down again on the way out. Out of the pocket, coin S slash flip side D, rim R, upside P. Whole S slash in, middle, out, PRD. Or the whole coin S slash with triad parse, front side P, flip side D, and rim R. Or else, more interestingly, coins have a dark D in the light P side and are known to spin on its rim as well. The core of this theoretical contribution is easy to explain as is eating ice cream. Quote, the one hole is made of triad parts. Like a coin, there's a one coin and there's the side facing you, a flip side which you can only imagine in the rim. While the sides don't touch, they are connected by the rim and together make up a whole coin. Next thing is naming things. Next step is naming things. The side facing U is, is P for plane, the flip side is D for discover, and the rim R is R for reflection, and the one hole is S for secret because it's, a th it's the thought that's in the mind of Greece or in the heart of Israel. Aligning them, we get plane P, reflection R, discover D slash secret S, or simply P or D slash S. If we now add vowels to the consonant, we get the acronym PARADISE. This S slash DRP stands for the Universal Principle of Knowledge. Now, quickly comparing and contrasting the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah of Pardes, Orchard, and the Kabbalah of Paradise, Paradise. On the one hand, the Pardes Kabbalah is messianic, mystical from medieval times, based on all the Tanakh Bible and hardest rock. On the other hand, the Paradise Kabbalah is non-Messianic, non-mystical, based solely on Genesis 1-1-A Aleph, the point of origin, and is easy as chewing gum. Theology. 
This is properly speaking the subject of the X podcast. Theology is reminiscent of the creation story. Let's then quote the respective part of the verse about what was going on when the creator was about to create creation. Genesis 1, 1 2, I to N. Verse 1, 2, I to N. The Ruach Elohim and the wind of God. The Ruach Elohim merachefet al penei And God's breath hovered over the face of the waters. Comment. Succinctly, this verse 1-2 sets the stage for its resolution in verse 1-3. And being the case that this next one is the act of creation of light, this previous one must be its constitutive triad parts. But how to name it? Well, it must take after the point origin of the universal principle of knowledge. This would make it knowledge plain and simple, euphemistically, what we call light. Succinctly, light S slash theology D, philosophy R, science P. Buddhism. Now that we are on the topic of religion, we'll close with an item of comparative faith with all due respect. <clears throat> Buddha's or Buddha's Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Way. The Four Noble Truths is actually the ellipse and the main triad. That is, one of the ellipse plus three of the main triad equals four. We'll attach the cues of paradise to the four noble truths for brevity. The four noble truths are that there is suffering S slash, there is a cause of suffering D, there is an end to suffering P, and there is a path to end suffering R. The eightfold path consists of eight practices, right view, right resolve, right speech, right conduct, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right meditative consciousness. The Eightfold Way is tricky to explain, requiring some number sense by resourcing from the nesting effect of the Aleph A in Aleph Breshit slash Breshit A in beginning of. As we can see, the middle term of B, D, Resh, R, Eat, P is Resh, R. This term is made up of the letters forming a triad of Resh, Aleph, Shin, R, A, She. Resh means both head is beginning, but also is the name of the letter Resh, R. The thing to notice is that the letter Aleph, A, which represents the Creator, firstly, uh, firstly appeared in Aleph slash Breshit, A, in beginning of. But additionally, the letter Aleph, A, reappears in this iterative iterative nested manner in this Resh R just mentioned above. This Aleph A nested through the verses in day one is there to provide the uncurling iterative effect. The Eightfold Way is referring to the uncurling of the triad R as the Ad knowledge, as in empowerment S slash wisdom D knowledge R understanding P. So this Aleph A nested in the Resh R triad R down the slope uncurls with a triad of subtriads. In math, this means 3 times 3 gives 9. But, so as to avoid double, double counting, after all, this Aleph A is just the vicar of the Creator, in the same sense that life is passed on in the family without further ado. It is the creative vitality, for lack of a better name, which only living things can pass on and that cannot be artificially reproduced. But it's nested much like the condition of possibility, but not one of the possibilities itself as such. This means that we have to subtract 1 from 9, which gives us the desired number 8. Thus, we arrive at the validation of the Eightfold Way by Paradise. <clears throat> Alcoholics Anonymous, AA. We won't go into Alcoholics Anonymous AA extensively, but summarily in passing, since it's in the same vein <clears throat> of thought. The challenge is how to de derive the 12 steps or precepts of Alcoholics Anonymous from the Paradise app. Following is a short answer. The longest is in is 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 in is, is, is later. On the one hand, we have one secret S slash main triad PRD of Paradise. Further down the road, the main triad PRD uncurls as triad of subtriads, but the secret S slash remains unchanged. We then have one plus 3 times 3 equals 9, which added together makes 10. However, what AA 
does here is count the main triad PRD as 3 and then adds the 3 times 3 equals 9 of the triad of subtriads to make 12. Somehow the 1 of secret S is left slash is left as umbrella overarching the whole project. My sense is that, is that since the 1 of secret S is infinite anyway, it is not a number and thus cannot be counted. In any case, this needs a second look uh, some other time. Conclusion. The intention of this ex-podcast is to prove within reasonable doubt that civilization founded on Israel is then is founded on Israel and then derivatively on Greece. This we've exemplified in Empowerment S slash Science P, Philosophy R, and Religion D. Israel is to lead embracing the claim and the charge. Were this to succeed, it would officially inaugurate the Age of Paradise Empowerment. But for this to happen, Israel would have to put on its ballet shoes and stand on one toe. Beginning at the point origin at Genesis 1, 1, a Aleph, that is. This is part one of three or four. Please follow along. And slides. Thank you.